the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. Scaling your Apple search ads campaigns can be challenging if you don't have the right toolkit. Trust me, I felt the pain. From market insights to automation tools, searchads.com provides everything you need in a single intuitive dashboard so you can easily adapt, optimize, and grow your mobile business in the App Store. Learn more by going to searchads.com. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to another Friday YouTube live stream. I am Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, and this is the weekly Friday YouTube live stream that you want to stay tuned for when you're building apps in the mobile space because we bring on a guest, talk about a particular topic, and more importantly, take a look at your apps to help you grow your downloads and your revenues. Today, we're going to talk all about a very hot topic about no-code app builders why you should do it, what you actually need, and can you build a sustainable app with just that? Or is it a great way to just start building an app and then show it off to a developer, helping you save some money and better communication with those developers? Joining me today, all the way in Spain, so thank you for doing this for a little bit later, but is Christina Chen. She is the product designer of Bravo Studio. Go check out that website and platform, bravostudio.app. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. We had a little bit of technical difficulties before we got started, but Christina, thank you for bearing with me. It was all camera issues on my end. Let's talk about why a no-code app builder. Why should we get started with that versus just talking to a developer and writing out our specs and just talking to them and getting going? Yeah, um, I think no code, especially for mobile apps, it's quite a new topic uh, still. Um, people are very used to the idea of uh, website builders. You know, when you think about, uh, let me build my own website, you don't think right. to go to a front end developer. No, you go to all these uh, Wix, WordPress, Webflow, and um, that's your um, initial uh, thoughts. Well, basically, uh, no code app building is when it's right now where app type builder was i would say 15 years ago when mm -hmm. wordpress and wix are just starting so uh, right now this is a very hot question why no code instead of uh, uh hiring my own developers well that would be the, essentially the same question that you ask about for websites why no code uh instead of hiring your developers because well basically for the same reason so one it saves development time so uh, development time for traditional way of building, you need to build your front end, you need to build your back end, depending, especially for mobile apps, you might want to release on Android, you want to release on iOS, and all of that takes 
uh, from scratch a lot of time. You're expecting, you know, six months to be fast and up to a year or maybe even more, depending on how complex you want your MVP or your app idea to be. And then by then, maybe your market opportunity has already passed. So when uh, with no-code builders, uh, you can save all that time and then you get more time to user tests and to validate the idea, which is, I would say, more important than, um, of course, the product is important, but um, validation is very important when it comes to uh, launching your idea, whether it's for a business or whether it's for personal yeah. projects. Completely agree. And then, yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I was going to say, gonna say yeah. <laughs> I was going to blabble on. So time, <laughs> time is one of the things. There are so many reasons, but I'll stick with the main reasons. Uh, so time. Um, and also, if you want to be the, your, the person, you know, you want to be jack of all trades and really control your own app development, well, then you, you don't need to go through years of investment of learning how to code before you can build your first app. Uh, you can do it yourself with these no-code app builders. So, and then that leads on to uh, the second reason, which is goes along, which is money and resources. So to hire developers, you're talking tens of thousands uh, to even uh, get your MVP off the platform. And that's even, so that's a lot of money that you're spending even before you want to, even before you can raise capital, um, if that's what you want to do. So that prevents a lot of ideas never starting in the first place because the majority of your resources goes to development other than, uh, rather than other aspects of uh, the ecosystem where this app exists. Because often we don't think, we think of, okay, I want to build an app for my idea, but then mm. we don't think about the whole ecosystem, the logistics, the marketing, the, uh, the branding, everything else that, uh, where the app functions. And um, I would say the last reason yeah. or a main reason is um, it's intimidating. It's unknown territory for non-tech people. So often the people that have the ideas, they're not often uh, people with tech backgrounds. So they don't know how to even approach hiring devs how do I know if these devs are good or if they're bad? How do I know if the code is good or bad? And no-code app builders tend to standardize uh, these things, especially for um, features that are quite common, like login, comments, likes, uh, mm -hmm. display data, et cetera. Yeah, so I would say, if anything, uh, no-code building, no-code app builder is a great way to get you introduced to the app building process, especially if, uh, your whatever your idea or your business idea is, where the app takes a major part of it, um, you need to learn about, you know, app frameworks and all of that to start with. You know, one of the things I want to get into, and, you know, there's a couple of comments in here already. So hi to everybody. What's up, Ricardo? Some sup, girl? Adrian from Celtic. Super excited for this. I just started learning Adalo. What would you recommend as the best no-code software? Rassi is here. It should be an interesting topic. Afternoon record scanner. So Patrick was saying, and then record scanner said the same thing. He's pretty skeptical that an interesting app could actually be built entirely with the no-code tool. What do you say to that, Christina? Uh, I think that's, um, it's right now I can see how people can be skeptical because the no-code uh, niche is still very much a niche. So every app uh, no code app builder has their own approach of how you can build a mobile app. 
So, and they vary uh, in capabilities and limitations. So it really depends on, rather than to thinking, I would say the approach of, can this uh, builder build an interesting app? You start from an idea. What is your app idea? What is your interesting app idea? And then you look at the requirements of what it needs. And then you look at the app builders that have these functionalities and, um, or don't. So you rule those out and then you go through the ones that would provide these functionalities. Um, and then in terms of maybe scalability, um, which relates to this question, uh, no-code app, like I said before, uh, depending on your app idea, it could be the, you know, the end tool to, you know, support your app, but it could also just be a very good uh, tool to build your MVP. And then once you validate, once you really get this idea off the ground and you have the resources to hire a developer and really make it custom, really make it your own, uh, then go for it. Then go for the traditional development. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Record Scanner said, I was, he's skeptical too, but a good choice to quickly and most cheaply validate the idea. So it might not be for someone like Patrick who's been developing software for 20 plus years and you know how to do it, Patrick, but it might be for somebody who might like be me or business, marketing guy, designer in Bravo's case, who can put some designs together and really test it. And I think a lot of times when I see people put these apps together like the early versions there's a lot of mistakes that they can avoid so like you said christina just something to validate it get it out there especially if it's something that you're going to need funding for this is a way more affordable solution because something like the idea is like we get funding for this because this is a you know this is an idea that's going to take money to really get going like a social network type of thing and so you kind of need to validate certain things usability certain issues in there for Bravo, do you guys try to target, like, I know it really integrates well with Figma, more of the designers who want to build an app? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for Bravo, uh, what we do, so like I was saying that uh, each app builder uh, sort of have their own focus or yeah. their own approach to no-code app building. So for us, we are a design-focused app builder um, who we are, best suited for are people who um, probably have a bit of technical background, understand the app building framework, but they are also uh, focused on design. So uh, they will not settle for templates or drag and drop or an editor with limited customization. They want to take exactly the design that they want um, designed on um, or that their digital designers have designed and then make that into their own app. And so what we do is we are compatible with Figma and Adobe XD. So you have full control of the user interface and really in the end, also the user experience because you can connect whichever screen to whichever screen. Yeah, I like it. So do most of the people that come in and use Bravo, are they, they have an idea, they have a designer, maybe it's a business person, so I'm just doing me, all right, like a marketing person like myself. And hey, I've got a designer, I've got some of the elements already, let's put it into Bravo, let's test out some functionality and let's get it out into the marketplace. Is that how most people do it? Yeah, I would say so. I would say that's mm -hmm. the best approach to it. Um, uh, another aspect of Bravo, which is uh, another, I would say, key unique point about Bravo is uh, 
the flexibility, not even not just in the front end where you can connect Figma and X, uh, XC files, but also in the back end. So we don't have um, our uh, CMS that you put data in. You choose uh, the back end that you want to connect to your app. And so this is especially uh, convenient for people that already have their own CMS or a database or website. And that if that has an API or if you know, it's custom developed and they can connect, their developers can create an API and then you can just plug into Bravo and you can plug your own backend to your, your own frontend. To show this off a little bit for you guys who are interested in checking out Bravo. There's a lot of different types of apps. I see a, you know, like a to-do type of listing, my subscriptions type of page where it manage all your subscriptions. So it's more for a small business, like a cafe. So there, you can see some of the apps that were built with Bravo. If you want to check it out as well, split and tip. It's pretty interesting. E-commerce type of store. I like that. Okay. So next thing I want to get into Christina is all right, I've got an idea. Should we start with the designs? What do we need to get start going off when we're thinking about using a no-code app builder? Is an idea enough? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> idea. I, I would say, like uh, I mentioned before, idea is the first thing that you should uh, have, and then list out the requirements of your ideas. What sort of must-have what are the functionalities that are must have, good to have, um, nice to have. And then you look at the no-code app builders because I think, I believe some, you know, I think, like I said, each one builds uh, in their own unique way. Some starts with the functionalities and then, you, you know, you put some design and colors over it. Others uh, start with the, uh, maybe start with a template and then, but each drag and drop has the functionality already embedded in each uh, each block. And for Bravo, uh, it's uh, you you do start with the design file first. So because we're so basically what you do is you just you have a design file, and there's a bit of setup needed before you can make, create an app project. So which is more or less in very short. Uh, summary that you need to section off uh, blocks, boxes of each app screen mm. and then put a label on it. And then that way Bravo tells, can know how to transform your layers, your design file layers into native app components. And then you, when you have created an app project uh, with this uh, design file, you technically already have a native app, but it's still quite shallow. So, uh, so then we go into the backend when we use our data collections where you can connect to APIs and add the backend for functionalities, for interactivities, for dynamic data. Yeah. I wanted to show off this app real quick. Let me pull it up. All right. Look at this today. Beautiful designs. I think, you know, you can see that people are using the design. So, hey, I'm going to add a task live stream with Christina. We got about an hour. Yeah, you can go crazy with the rounded corner with the shadows. Yeah, it looks really good. <laughs> is, uh... All right. Party time. All right. Create tasks. What is this? So there we go. Bravo. You can check it off when you are when we're done with the live stream today. 
Yes. <laughs> Say hi. Answer SK's question. We got that. SK. So really cool stuff here. It's simple. You can get it done. And then you can start validating on that with the easy design. Okay. Let's see. Check it off. I think it's okay. We're all done. So we did all. So really, I like the design of this. All right. SK, let me, let me get into his question. Says, should you hire a service like user testing to do some of the initial feedback? Yeah. So right now, uh, Bravo itself does not have an integrated uh, user testing functionality. So yeah, I would say um, once you have the your app created or parts of your app created and you want to already get started with the user testing, uh, some ways to do it is to, so we have a previewer called Bravo Vision, which I will show later on how it works. And this you can share with your uh, test users for them to essentially, it's exactly how your app will work um, in, in the app store. So you can have them test right away and uh, and then just use either comments use and then use whatever uh, user testing tools that you would like to use. Yeah, and I, you know, personally, there's a couple of ways I like to do it. SK, one, if you got family and friends and you're able to see them during this crazy times, just show them the app, right? A lot of times when I'm looking at today, there are things where I could be like, all right, go ahead and create a task and let them do it, right? Like show, give them your phone, and let them do it and see where they poke around. Cause then they can, you can see what I'm doing here. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, this scrolling? is user testing of uh, this app right here. Right. And, I can see the places where you're a bit hesitant, where you're like, uh, where you press double, I got this that supposed to work that way. So, right. Okay. You saw all that. And I think too many times, Christina, people are like, Hey, here's my new app, Christina, check it out. Here's how you add a test. And they don't even give me the phone. Give me the phone so that you can actually see what I'm going to be. my scrolling? Am I swiping? Am I scrolling up? And versus just, yeah, like showing it off for me because you know how it works. I don't know how it works and get that initial feedback. And I think for me, you know, when I was building one of my, this was like a few years ago, one of my apps, I got to really get a sense of emotion. So when I was showing off a feature, you know, it was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then you're like, whoa, that's cool. And when you see that, you're like, okay, that's a feature that seems to be interesting for people. Like one of my camera app that I built way back in the day, if you shake it, it just flips it from selfie mode to like the other mode and people were like whoa that's cool and so that was like more gesture-based camera uh app that i built but that was the feature that people seem to be like that's cool type of feature and you get that feedback too when you're doing stuff like that so yeah i would definitely do that if you could all right i want to say hi to patrick what's up patrick joe you're a little bit late but good to see you here and then patrick says i definitely see them as a good way to build something like an interactive wireframe where a person can interact with the wireframe rather than just this light and that's a great thing too so what i mean versus like envision i get this is for you christina it would be like hey you can actually publish this you can have people download it you can have real users versus just sending an envision website yeah and um compared to i would say a prototype exactly there's uh, a lot more interactivity that you can create with um with these no app builders with bravo and in terms of and with bravo especially because we create uh, uh native app files from mm. your projects in ios or android uh, it also leverages a lot more device capabilities than uh, a prototype 
because um, for example, you can send sample push notifications, you can use, you can trigger the phone, you can trigger the email um, and you can trigger the camera. So a lot more, definitely a lot more inter interactivity. Yeah, and I think for simple apps, like the some of the apps that we're gonna look at today, you can start with a no-code app builder. And if it's more content-based, it's a great way to get going. I know one of the apps mm -hmm. that we just published, it is a motivation app that is just purely based off of like just quotes and simple swipes. And you're just cycling through a lot of quotes in there too. So really easy to just get that going and get it out there and really work on the interaction there. All right, Christina, I want to talk about the probably the question that most people are thinking about or we're talking a lot about bravo but what makes you guys a little bit different from the other app builders um so i've already covered some points uh i would say design <laughs> focus is our our biggest thing because for me as a product designer uh, you know if uh looking at i would say i'm thinking about website builders looking at, uh, or even someone who's not even professionally a designer, but just has a design bone and they're, they just want the app to look exactly as they imagine it, uh, whether it's branding or whether it's because of the user experience, uh, that's, this is the builder for you. So like for me, it's, uh, if I see templates or drag and drop, I, I won't use it. Right. I want something completely flex flexible. Um, and then I would say, so on the term of flexibility, I also mentioned that. So Bravo is especially convenient for people since you can really plug into a wide variety of APIs. Uh, if you already have a, a backend, um, you can plug that in already and then create a mobile app based off of whatever um, platform or website that you're already uh, using for your business or for your personal projects. And then the last bit, I think, I guess I've already covered the uniqueness then that I was going to say the last bit is the native app. Uh, you can see that I've been <laughs> adjusting my AirPods the whole time. My right <laughs> AirPods just doesn't like to stay in my ear compared to my left AirPods. Uh, and there we go, it's trying to escape. So, uh, so again, native. So some app, uh, no-code app builders, they create web apps. Others create native mm -hmm. apps. So it's, um, and then, but in the end, um, we, uh, some would say like native is better than web-based web apps because of, you know, more, better performance. You can tell from this, uh, from the general user experience, there's better performance and there's, you know, again, more device capabilities. But in the end, it's really up to your own requirements, your own project requirement. Maybe in the end, a web app is uh, what you need. And then for others, they need na uh, native functionalities. Yeah. You know what I always say, if you're always going to check out a new thing, like try to, the best way to start building an app, and this is the, if you're actually going to code it, find some templates. If you're trying to use a no-code app builder like Bravo, look at the UI kits, make it easy on yourself to be like, what have they provided for you so that you can just get started in your idea? And one of the the thing that I did, I made a flashcard kids app like ABCs, Christina, back in the day, and I use a photo gallery template and I just modified it. So if you tap up here, you know, you'd have a sound and I just modified it. And that's the easiest way to get started when you're thinking about either using no code app builder like this or just developing on your own. Just think about 
they give you a lot of resources. And so utilize those resources and try to build a simpler app of your app idea and then get off run off and running too. Mm -hmm. And then okay. I would say another yeah. uh, resource that you can leverage is uh, our community. I know a lot of people are sort of hesitant towards like, oh, another forum that you join. But <laughs> I would say like no code app building is almost like a club. So people who are in the community, they're really active and they really are there to help and talk about ideas and talk about how you can you know, combine this functionality with this functionality to make this and all of that. Yeah, so like that's it. also something that you can, or you can, you know, just scroll through, see what the conversations are like. Maybe someone uh, already has a similar idea as you and it's solved now. Like, aha, this is how you build. Yes. Yeah. I love community. We have a community of our own and I absolutely love it. It's where we trade a lot of different ideas too. Christina, you want, you ready to look at some audience apps? Yes. Okay. But before we do, time for some dad jokes. All right. So <laughs> we'll play a game. And the audience, I know I always ask for this. So let just put S if you think I won that round and put C if you think Christina won that round. Christina, as the, you want to go first, you want to go first. Oh, I'm uh, I'm wondering if, uh, am I able to see the S or the C? Because I'm in the uh, stream oh, link. Oh, well, if you, you go me. in the comments, they'll they'll put it in there. But if you go in the normal comments, oh, I see, I see, okay. For us, okay. but yeah, you'll, you'll ah. figure out now I understand uh, why I'm seeing past videos and looked at the comments. <laughs> I always see why, 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 or like some <laughs> letters over and over again. Uh, yeah. So you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. I'll go what, first. What the competition is like? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a, there's advantages going second. All right. Here you go, guys. I was gonna tell a time travel joke, Christina. I was gonna tell you a time travel joke, but you guys didn't like it. All right. That's mine. <laughs> All right, Christina, what's yours? Oh, I have the, the the classics. I think I have the ones that everyone has heard of. Okay. What do you call it when Batman skips church? What do you call it when Batman skips church? No idea. Christian Bale. <laughs> There it is. Hit it. <laughs> Hit the sound effects. I had to add the sound effects. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at So just put C if you like Christian Bale or the time travel joke for S. And we will get into our first app audit. And then we've got... So guys, if you guys want us to take a look at your apps, all you got to do is super simple, appmasters.com slash audit, appmasters.com slash audit. And... I wanted to kind of put in Looks simpler like I'm winning apps. so far, by the way. <laughs> I know. I always start off a little bit weaker. <laughs> All right. So we've got Carmel. Carmel. Carmel says, hey, they want she wants or he wants user experience, UI, any advice really for this app. And I wanted to pick out apps that I thought, you know, could be built with a no-code app builder as well. And so that's why we took a look at this app. All right, so it looks pretty simple. Spoiler talk, shows, movies, books. I guess we can talk with the community, your go-to app to discuss. I like that. I listen to a, I watch a lot of reality sh TV shows, Christina, and I listen to the podcasts of those reality TV shows, Survivor being a huge fan of that. So this app speaks to me, but 
let's take a look at the app itself. I think by where to say anything from a growth perspective, feel free to jump in anytime, Christina. Feel free, the, from the growth perspective, you might want to go after different shows too, Carnell, because you know I found that like Big Brother, Survivor might be a diff difficult one, but Big Brother, maybe even The Circle, all these <laughs> reality shows that I watch, but whatever the more popular reality shows or TV shows, they tend to have pretty decent traffic and lower competition. And so like Cobra Kai, for instance, I know has pretty decent traffic, but lower competition. So look about, think about those type of keywords that you might be able to optimize for rather than just saying TV shows, podcasts, podcasts definitely is a very competitive keyword. And then, you know, the tip that I always like to give in the Spanish Mexico localization here, you want to put different keywords. So this is where I might put survivor, big brother, some of the more, more popular keywords then I can hide it because the Spanish Mexico localization is indexed by the U S app store. So if you hide these keywords in there, maybe you don't want them visible in the U S but you can still leverage that Spanish Mexico localization to drive traffic and get rankings for those particular keywords that I just mentioned. All right. I'll shut up now. Anything you want to add? I was, Christina, those are, those, I was going to say those are very good. Um, good advice. I was thinking that our app users um, or our app users are our, our users who are looking to build apps, you know, a lot of them don't think about, again, I want to use the word ecosystem, but it's more, I guess, the entire process of building an app and like advice like that are, you know, things that they need to think about, like, okay, once you have your app, how do you, how do you bring out to the world so you can validate the idea? How do like, so these things are very much crucial, almost like, equally crucial as uh how do you build the app what is the app yeah totally all right Cornell. let's take a look at your app and give you that ui ux i mean i don't like that green it feels very like 1998 time frame but all right we'll go through it so one of the things i always recommend to christina like don't let me dominate this so jump in anytime but is have a few reminders of what this app is all about you know like for you yes, intro Arnell, pages. yeah show a few screens like you kind of do here and then i'm always thinking about when i see apps like this i'm always thinking about like who's actually in there so you know talk about like do you have a vibrant vibrant community if you don't and you just got started get, getting started then think about like just talking about the different shows that are popular that would be the social proof hey you know come talk about these particular shows so uh, i don't oh, okay i can do apple that's cool do you guys have any yeah, so like I, login capabilities with apple and all that stuff within bravo uh, right now we have a uh, email and password with firebase but we are releasing very soon uh, OAuth 2. And okay. for people who don't, uh, who are not familiar with the term, it's basically, yeah, it's social login with okay. Google, with Facebook, with Strava, with whatever you want to connect to your app. I'm glad so you said that. Because I would ask, I would be like, what the heck is on? I just probably know that. Okay. The cheek. So I like this UI, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I don't like the green uh, or gray, but now I like the. This I think the green of the entire branding needs to should be a bit rethought. It's uh, not an inviting green. Yeah, yeah, and then Rams is giving feedback too. This is what I like about this: show something without needing to log in, sign in, log in, screen yes. share users. You don't need. That's very true. Okay, mm -hmm. only when I want to comment because maybe I just want to consume in there. Mm -hmm. So, do you want to? 
any yeah something shows? i'm something i noticed here is um and the home screen what they do is like uh i see their approach of almost um imitating you know like what you're familiar with with netflix for example mm -hmm. so i would see this being a very good user experience if you know people who are already familiar using the netflix app and then they come to this app and they have similar user experience and then they just find they can easily find the show that they're looking for to talk about so they go to netflix to watch a show and then they go to this uh, app to talk about the show Okay. I think this might be feels a little bit dated. We just watched Shang-Chi and I was like, where the heck is that movie? But all right, Candyman. Uh, if I'm here to discuss, this does feel like I'm locked. I'm in Candyman now. What am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Just hit plus. So like I would assume because you were saying like, come discuss, come look yeah. at it. Maybe some comments down below. Granted, you know, I know there's no comments. So maybe I can try to find one with more comments. But and you can't press if you press on it, nothing happens when you yeah, were in the candy man. So I don't know if this is trying to just be like, hey, here, come find something to watch or come discuss. It looks like there's just plus, 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 but not a lot of commenting going on. How do you add a comment? That's right. Oh, let's see. Comment. Comment. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. There you go. Mm, let me find a movie. So I guess these are just the. Uh, right now, they haven't built a user community yet. Yeah, which is uh, which you know can also ward off a lot of people from interacting with the app. So this is like an app where I don't know how much they spent. But like this definitely is a candidate for a no code app builder because mm -hmm. I think it is something that you don't you could get costly given all the data and sign up comments that you're doing and you want to test just to make sure. I think also I would try to stay as niche as possible so that if it's like just movies, just reality TV, yeah. just books versus trying to do too much too often because mm -hmm. look, don't forget. Amazon started with just books. Facebook started just Harvard. Like, come on, like they started very slow. Make sure that, you know, people were actually discussing because the worst thing in this app is coming to an app like this that is more of a discussion and not having any discussion whatsoever. So you want to yeah. just stay as targeted as possible. Completely agree. And uh, this app being a very good um, example of uh, a lot of business ideas, you one yeah. they say like oh this can be applied to everything but you yeah. really should even if it does apply to everything like this app it should maybe it should start off with just uh horror movie fans yeah. talk about horror movies and then that's how and then you build a uh and then yeah with i'm just gonna put in the no code app builder pitch and then you, you know put something together really quickly with a no code app builder you yeah you know, send it out to some horror movie forum, fan forums, and you get people using it, and then you can, you know, build build it up that way. Yeah, completely agree. Christina, looks like, yeah, you're right. It was a clean sweeps. Joe, Patrick, Cardo, another Patrick, Alex, Adrian. Thank you guys for voting. Thank you guys for not voting for me. I appreciate that so much. All Maybe right. we have uh, Batman fans in the house. <laughs> no, it's a much better joke. Ollie says, hey, great video again. Thank you, Ollie. 
Timmy Topi. All right, sorry. T T I. I'll call you T I. I think it is. But how do you how do you create custom conditional state walkthrough? I'm not sure I understand uh, exactly what he means, but do you have an understanding what he might mean? Custom conditional state walkthrough. I think this might need a bit more uh, explanation. Also, if me, it applies to Bravo or if it applies to yeah. no collab builders. Let me try this. I so can, I think what, yeah. Yeah, go. No, you go for it. Oh, I was just going to say that again, like if it's again, no collab builders, there's just so many approaches of building building um whether it's uh conditionals or whether it's uh custom states or whether it's walkthrough yeah so i think it is just what patrick said right now in the comments if okay. statement sort of thing so I, that's what i was assuming too like if i said you know if I, like i know calm does this why did you download calm is it to reduce anxiety feel better feel happier so if i'm saying feel happier then i might show a different screen so TI is just more of like being able to if then else type of thing and then having a default in there. And you can do that with a no code app builder like Bravo. You can do that within your code. It's a simple if then else statement that you can do. Mm -hmm. Rudy, and what's with happening? Bravo, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna add uh, that. And with Bravo, it also really depends on the backend that you're plugging in into the, into the app. So oh, we, a lot of the functionalities, we have integrations, but then also a lot of the functionality is what you plug into the back end, what the back end is capable of. Yeah. All right. Rudy, how's it going? Good to see you, man. All right. The next thing I want to go into, Christina, is let's, can you show off some of the things that you've been talking oh. about with Bravo? You want to share your sure. screen? Uh, what I will show off uh, is just um, something, I would say quite basics because um, uh, I think what a lot of people also think about with um, no-code app building is that it's uh, it's also something that's very quick and you don't need to learn, have a lot of learning curve to, uh, and then some you can throw together and build a native app out of thin air. But no-code is still a, it's a topic that I was I say I would say still needs some mastery in order to build uh, uh, the complexity that you want. So I'm going to show you, which would be something really quick, is something that is um, I would say something that you do at the beginning of learning how to use Bravo, which is to connect data, dynamic data, to your app design. That's awesome. Cool. That, you know, it's one of those things where I, I wanted to show off that too. It's like, Hey, if you want to build like a simple motivation app, simple app that where people input data and you then pull that data, that'd be great too. Look at the do list. Okay. Yep. So I will share my screen. Let's see. I think I need to do a very quick swipe. There we All go. Right. Do you see cool. Figma? Yes. Okay. So, uh, quick intro. So this is my design file Figma, just a few app screens. And um, like I said before, it's literally all freeform design, which is something that is very uh, lovely for design focused people. Mm -hmm. And this is my backend, quote unquote. So this is my database with a bunch of uh, sample uh, data that I want to connect to my design. So this, which is like the let's say an adventure app seek your own adventure plus this will equal a native app in bravo so how that works is 
I take this Figma URL, I go to this is Bravo Studio. I'm doing everything quick to show you. And then in the meantime, let me show you. So what this is doing right now is it's uh, transforming your uh, design layers, design file layers, also works with Adobe XD um, into native components. So wow. right now I can, I can request a publication file uh, to publish on in the app store and Google play, but it wouldn't make sense. It's very shallow and I'll probably get rejected anyways, <laughs> but, it, but you can't actually, let's say you can, um, uh, request a debug APK, which is, uh, the Android file that you can install in your, on your phone directly. Mm -hmm. And you can also give it to other people to install on their phone. So this is great for user testing or for iOS. You can, you can, um, download this file and then put it on test play, which is the channel Ooh. that Apple has for user testing before you publish your app. So we have this and what I will show you here is my phone connected to uh, Bravo vision, which is our previewer app. And, uh, what Bravo vision does is that it's complementary to Bravo studio. You preview how your native app looks and works. Um, as you build. So right now you can see I'm clicking on things and it's it's exactly what it looks like on my Figma file. Oh, and wow. then so what I'm going to do now is uh, plug this data into into here, into here. So in our data collection, this is where we connect APIs, API requests to your selected backend. And here I've already created two get requests, which are API requests that retrieves data from the database, the data source. And so now like, let's say Bravo has this data and then I'm going to plug this data into my app. So I won't go through uh, the setup, but basically it's set up and I have the data. How do you get that URL? Is that where so the th Airtable URL, is that just through Airtable? Is that pretty easy to find? Yeah, I would say uh, it depends on the API documentation okay. of the each database or backend that you're using. So Airtable is something that we often recommend people who are new to APIs or REST API to start with to get the practice and the hang of it because Airtable has a great API documentation that is very legible and understandable for beginners. I see. So you just go to their API uh, documentation and then uh, even like this might look intimidating for someone who, you know, someone might see this for the first time and they say, this is code. Uh, but in the end, you just uh, look for, you know, the same thing in every single API mm -hmm. and eventually you can, you get familiar with it and then you can work on other APIs. Got even it. like, for example, this is the request that I copy and paste. This is the authorization that I copy and paste to allow Bravo to access my Airtable. So mm -hmm. that is how I get the get request. And of course, uh, there's many different types. There's a few different types of uh, REST API requests that does that interacts with the uh, the data source or the backend. Got in it. Different ways. So you're pulling each column in a way, right? Is that right? Places, detail, yeah. and places, lists. So this one, so mm -hmm. uh, I will show you now as I connect the data into the screen. So this is um, 
what I will connect to this page, which mm. will populate the lists that I have in the Airtable into this page. Got and it. then the detail is so that when I click on um, the section in the list page, it shows the corresponding detail of that one row. Got it. Got it. And then, so let me go back to the project. And here I go into data binding, which is combining binding the back end to the front end. Yeah. And you connect. So here I go to my collection, I select my request. Right. So this is to connect the entire the entire data base, mm -hmm. the entire record. Mm -hmm. And then you just go on connecting. I'm gonna do just a few activity name. I think there's places, price I don't have. So let's oh, say so you're I just matching these. up all the things too. You're just matching, yeah. Mm -hmm. and this is a super um, straightforward aspect of probably you just in the end you just you're just matching the layer with the data, the corresponding data. And uh, now you see that I gave wow. my preview a refresh and now it's pulling in all the uh, the entire table. I like that there's a little search like feature that. too. Yeah. Top. So in the search, Bravo has a example if I want to Europe. So it's showing me Europe uh, results. Cool. And then, so Bravo has a simple search and filter search and filter functionality that searches through the text of your the page you're on. But mm -hmm. there's also, like I said, depending on the backend that you choose, you can connect global search that searches through the entire app, or searches uh, even through the entire database that the app might not be showing. So it really depends on uh, the complexity that you want to get into. And then, what? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Can I interrupt you for a question, Christina? Yeah, you yeah. Want okay. Joe's impressed. So Joe's a good designer. He, I love his design feedback on that. Patrick says, can we do any processing on that data coming from the API if the API doesn't present the data exactly as we want? Uh, I would say the processing, um, we recommend that it's handled by the API, handled by the backend, and then the API sends through exactly what you want to display in Bravo. Got it. Got it. So uh, really quick, the next thing and the last thing I'll show is uh, the other requests. So basically, uh, if I click on any of these boxes right now, it shows my Figma design, like all of these placeholders, right? So then I just go back into uh, the other screen and then do the same thing, connect. So. For example, here I connect, but this case, in this case, I connect to the detail request. Mm -hmm. So I want the image, I want the location. And these names are exactly how I've named them in, uh, here in Figma, uh, right? So that's okay. how I'm able to know. Uh, and then this one is the activity name. Yeah, let's see, do we have description? description? And I go to the previewer, update again. And now what it should give me is if I click on Silver mm. Murray, which is a place in Canada. Uh, now it shows um, the description 
and, or all the, all the data of this related uh, data records. Really cool. I like that. And I click on Dolomiti, yeah. And there are so many things, so much more you can do. Like right now I'm showing you something that I can do in five, 10 minutes. Yeah. But like I said, once you really master and you get to know the platform and you understand um, the different aspects of what you can customize, there are so many things you can do. So for example, like right now when I click on a, um, this is from a design perspective, when I click on a any of these boxes, you see this generic loading page? I don't know if I, loading animation. Yeah. You can customize that. Cool. And then if I go to, you know, book now, right now it's not connected to anything, but I can open the phone uh, to, with the number already ready to call. I can open an email draft with the email ready to be sent to. Um, you can connect it to a native form page. And then, so book now can go to, you know, the next step where you fill in a form to register, you know, whatever your, whatever you want your user journey to be. I like it. Hey, Christina, one last question for me on this platform. Yeah. Can we do any type of in-app purchases, subscriptions through Bravo? Right now we can do uh, one-time app payments. So okay. not, not yet uh, in-app subscriptions or in-app purchases. Um, but we are, you know, of course, listening to our users and we are hearing a lot of, uh, um, needs for this requests for this. So, but so far right now, if you do want to do either, if you want to do in app purchases in terms of uh, e-commerce, you can, in the end, you can embed a web view of the checkout page, or if you want to do one-time purchases, we do have the native Stripe integration. So one-time purchase is like, you know, send a $10 donation to a uh, charity, like these one-time things. Or maybe if you're a very niche, um, if you're selling a very niche service or very niche product and you only have like three things to choose from, you can also do that. Or if you want to earn money off of your app, your actual app, then you can put a price on it um, at the download, like putting a price um, in the app store, so like 99 cent download. All right. Anything else to share here? No. Okay. Let me stop sharing my screen. All right, Christina, I'm trying to redeem myself. We're going to the final round of the dad jokes. If I lose this one, obviously I, I will owe you a drink. That's what we normally pay for. So whatever drink you want is on me. And then we're going to take a, a look at the last app and it's almost 10 o'clock our time. So you want to go first this time? Or you want me to go first again? I can go first. All right. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to throw this guy a bone. He needs it. He needs it. He needs it. <laughs> you got, you shut me out last time. All right. Give us a dad joke. Okay. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? Tentacles. <laughs> it took me a minute. I like it. Okay. Oh, man, you're stiff competition. All right, here we go. Let's try it one more time. I'm feeling I my research. I'm going to get shut out again. <laughs> Christina, in the UK, it's called a lift. Here in the US, it's called an elevator. I guess we're just raised differently. Huh. All right. All right. We'll take a look at this last app. And unfortunately, I couldn't get it into my phone because I have to, it's only available in India, I believe. But let me make sure I add this to the stream. Cool. 
Shashwat, Shashwat, I think his name, Shashwat UX UI features or UX UI, unfortunately I can't do that. Features that can be added, potential monetization. I think we can help with more of the monetization stuff because this looks like it's database track warranties of all your home devices at your fingertips. You may have more warranties. So anytime you divide, I, I need to do this. Anytime I would buy a new appliance or anything, I want to connect it. Make sure it's under warranty if it does break down. So it seems like an interesting way to do this. Any feedback from like a monetization features perspective, Christine, that you can think about without us being able to look at the app itself? Well, this is a very good app idea. Yeah. See, I see like all of these these app ideas, these apps, they have very good ideas. Right. Like their ideas, if you tell me, I was like, yeah, for sure. I would I totally need that in my life. But then it comes down to the the app, the usability itself. Um, in terms of that, I was just, yeah, I was, I, I was literally just thinking, I really need that in my life, rather than thinking of, oh, where did I put that warrant piece of warranty paper right. from that box of the laundry machine that I bought five years ago? Right, totally. Yeah, I think for me, from a monetization standpoint, because the your app is probably going to be used maybe once or twice let's say you, even a few years, right? Like we're, we might not ever use this app. That's something that you have to figure out how to get people engaged in your app versus just like, I bought it, I added it, and then I never look at your app again. I think from a monetization standpoint, what I would be thinking about is, is there a way to interact with repairs or parts or link out and become an affiliate for these services? So that's what I would be thinking about if I were you. I just think for an app like this, the the biggest hurdle for you, Shashwat, is just getting people to use your app a little bit more, maybe at least once a year, right? Because we don't buy many appliances. So is it, you know, electronics, other things that you can think about, and maybe even like how to fix different things too. So that's what I would be trying to explore. But I think it's a good idea. It's just how often am I going to use it? And how do you keep your users fully engaged and coming back? Cause that's going to really help drive your monetization. So they might just only use it when things break, then you have a really great capability of either getting them to repair, connecting them with the, the manufacturer, all that stuff. Those are all the things I would be thinking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. It's more, yeah, like you said, it's um, you have the, uh warranty list as you know the main idea the main focus of the app but then all the other related functionalities you can definitely do more with that you can create a whole marketplace with this idea yeah i like it christina looks like you won again and people are apologizing dang that ricardo it's all good joe it's all good you guys don't have to apologize i knew going in i was probably gonna lose christina anything we missed that you want to make sure we cover Hmm. I, I feel like we covered a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, the website, if you guys want to check out mm -hmm. a no code app builder, Bravo is the one that we've been talking yeah. about all about today. Christina showed off some of the cool features really interact with the data. If you want to start building the MVP, they're building out new features. So if you want to start taking payments, you'll eventually be able to do that. But if you just want to build that MVP, you don't want to pay tens of thousands of dollars to hire a developer and you have that design chops to put things into Figma to, in Adobe XD, go check out bravostudio.app. Here's some of their pricing. You can get started for, are absolutely free. You can pay a little bit for a few more features, but it is bravostudio.app.
app is the website and the tool. Christina, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Um, I would say uh, in terms of Bravo Studio, just keep up with our social media. We're very active on uh, Twitter and responsive. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, we have videos releasing every week on YouTube. And um, actually speaking of the um, getting people started, in a couple of weeks, we will be doing a product launch, launching a lot of new advanced features that a lot of our users have been requesting. And with that, we'll also do a promotion of a longer trial period where you can test out these advanced um, features. So uh, look out for that. If nice. Bravo is uh, interesting to you, you want to poke around, then and maybe I would say, you, yeah, just wait for that and then get like a longer trial and uh, see if uh, it catches your attention. Make sure you're on Product Hunt next week and look for that Bravo Product Hunt. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Guys, next week, it's going to be a solo episode. I was trying to find some guests, but it's going to be solo. So I'm going to dive into some of the monetization tricks that we've been able to uncover. If you guys have been following the YouTube stuff, we've been trying to do more which test one type of thing. So we'll cover a few of those things within next week. And obviously with it's just me, we'll take a lot more look at some of your apps out there too. And then if you're not subscribed to that podcast, this video does come out in podcast form. So make sure you do that because next Tuesday, we've got a great episode with Seth Miller who built rap chat. It's a great episode about product market fit. They've got millions, I think it's tens of millions of users on their platform. It is a create a rap song type of platform that they built. So really great insights on product market fit, which is huge for monetization. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast apps at masters.com slash iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Christina, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thanks for having me. My left AirPod is still trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for watching day, week in and week out. And I will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. Next. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.